This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey, welcome everyone. Jim Tews is on the show today. He wrote Felines of New York, and uh, he's a comedian, and he's in a Weezer cover band, so there's a lot to talk about. I have some shows coming up. The Sasquatch Festival, May 30th at the Gorge in Washington State. Then I go to the UK to do, uh, what am I doing? Oh, crowd work shows. Manchester, United Kingdom on June 13th. Then the 14th through 18th, I'll be at the Soho Theater doing crowd work shows. July 1st and 2nd, Draft House Comedy in Washington, D.C., uh, what else? Oh, this is kind of cool. If you go to my website and click on news, there's a, um, something I've had sitting for a while that I just posted. It's um, Carrot Top and I were, were comedians in Florida. We started together, believe it or not. And we both ended up as extras on Police Academy 5 when they were filming down there. So I compiled the footage. It's only a 35-second clip. But you can see me and uh, Carrot Top before we were both massively, massively famous. Go to feralaudio.com for this podcast and other podcasts. And if you buy stuff on Amazon, go to Feral Audio's uh, Support Our Artists link, and that'll take you to Amazon. And if you order through that portal, you will, uh, you'll be donating to the podcasters without even having to actually donate anything. It's amazing. It's amazing. And speaking of buying, why don't you buy a Todd Berry Podcast t-shirt? Uh, if we print two more as of this airing, <laughs> they'll get printed if two more get ordered. It's some weird quota system. But go to teespring, teespring.com slash Todd Berry and buy a t-shirt if you want. And I think that's it. You know all the other stuff about me and so here's Jim Tews, everyone. Thank you. Jim, you have a gift for me? I do have a gift for you. Let me uh, adjust this real quick. Get ready. People have been bringing me gifts lately. Oh, wow. It's your own book. It's, uh, it's my own book. Why don't you say the name of it, Todd? I'll say it. It's uh, Felines of New York. That brings me... Oh, my God. That have, brings me... I'll have to sign it. ...into my opening question. Uh Part of the reason I had you over here, you know, you're worthy of being on the show, I guess. But oh, you're a big cat guy, or yeah. you're a cat guy. Yeah, I'm a cat guy. I, I, I guess you could say I'm a big cat guy, particularly now, because I ended up writing a book. Because you wrote a book called Felines of New York. Yeah, but I didn't have cats until I, I wrote that book. Until you I did? Started it. No, because we had a third roommate, so we couldn't have cats. 
because you didn't want cats. So once he moved out, then we got cats. It was in the works, but there's always one like I don't like cats. I'm allergic. Bullshit person, right? Yeah, and and that was every time in my apartment. Every time somebody would move out and the new person would come in, that new person was the one that didn't want the cats. So you had an idea to write a book about cats before you had a cat. Yeah. Is that just because you thought it, would, it was like money in the bank or something? No, I th- well, I mean, I thought it would be funny to parody humans of you know humans of New York. Oh, what is what? A f- I forgot what humans in New York is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's that site where it's that site in a book where he uh, does like street photography, and then he interviews the people, oh. and then he puts like excerpts from the interview below their picture. But they all sounded so made up, and they were all super sad all the time. So I thought they deserved oh. to be made fun of. So I, I thought it would be funny to do it with cats. It's like the, what is it, Time Out in New York or New York Magazine? One of them has those things where, like, they help find someone who's got a funky aesthetic, and they'll be like, what's, what's your aesthetic? I'm yeah. shabby chic with a little punk. <laughs> but it's like a man on the street type. So right. that's a, so you, you pitch this idea to a publisher? No, I started a blog. Okay. And I just, so I just, like... I don't know anything about you. I got, <laughs> I got uh, all these pictures together. Like it's just shitty cell phone pictures, and uh, that people submitted to you? No, like friends and family. Okay. Like I had a few on my camera. So I had the idea. I just wanted to do it as like a vehicle for uh-huh. the jokes, uh-huh. right? Because I wanted some. I was. I just got tired of doing something that was attached directly to me, like stand up, right? You know? So I just wanted something consistent that allowed me to write and whatever. And I thought this would be funny. So I just kind of like stockpiled a bunch, and then started publishing them on Tumblr, and then like. Miraculously, in like the second or third week, it got featured on Tumblr, and the oh. follower count shot up. And I, I had already like planned to start shooting more photos, and I was already in the process of doing that. So I just, it just, I was able to like gain momentum, and then I started getting phone calls from publishers. Really? Yeah. And then I, you know, told my managers, I was like, "Hey, this is happening. Can you, you know, let's like find an agent or something?" And then we found a literary agent that was like, "Yeah." Yeah, I think Humans of New York needs to be taken down a peg. <laughs> and then I yeah. also, if publishers are already contacting you, it'd be weird for an agent to go, "No, we're not interested." Yeah, I feel like for the work that we were going to do has been done, right? But we're not interested. <laughs> yeah, it was the, paid for it. It was the one time in my uh, c- career where I had any amount of leverage. Really? Where I was like, "Oh, yeah. I've got something you want now." Was there a way of copywriting the idea, or could someone have? Well, it, I mean, they could have ripped it off in book form uh-huh. if they wanted to, but we acted pretty fast. Nice. So the um, uh, these are all real cats that yeah. were submitted by people you know or people who no, just... No, I, t- I took those pictures. Oh, you t- you actually take the pictures? I took all the pictures in that book, oh and, my I, God. and I take all the See, pictures on the blog. That's so unnecessary that you did that, but that's great. But I, I had to because I, I thought it wouldn't be as funny if it didn't match the aesthetic of the humans of New York, you know? Right, and also... That's a good point. And also, you know, some guy will grab a shot off the internet and go, this is my cat, you know, Muggs, yeah, yeah, Muggsy, yeah. You and it's like not right. even his cat. No, yeah, I can't, that can't be. Did you, uh, so people, did you know all these people? I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I know them. Some of them I knew, a lot of them I already knew. These cats are pretty ridiculous. A lot of them are, a lot of them are internet submissions, actually. There's a couple like feral ones in there, too. So they'll, they would submit the cat and then you would, if, if it made the cut, the cut. Well, it made the cat cut. Well, so what I did was I put like when the site started getting popular, I went through a bunch of like friends first, uh-huh. and then 
put a, a form on the, like a Google form on the site and had people list the stop they lived off of. And then I just like grouped people by arranged like appointments by, oh. by neighborhood. So that way, and then I would just ride my bike on a Saturday to like a story or whatever and go from house to house every hour. To what was in it for them? Just cause they wanted their cats in the book. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't pay anybody. I mean, I don't know if I should have, but I it was know. one of those, it's hard like, to know. I, I sent them extra pictures and the original pictures, and I'm like, you can... Did you send them a copy of the book? Most of them I did, yeah. <laughs> wow, you got to give them a copy of the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I started to talk about this, because uh, uh-huh. I'm thinking of getting a cat, and I've talked to you about this before. Yeah. Where do I put the litter box? Look around. I mean... We're going to have to paint a picture for people, but it's a, it's a studio apartment. Your, I don't know how big your bathroom Go is. Go look at my bathroom right now right. on the <laughs> air and tell me if there's room. Tell me if there's room for a a, a, a litter box. It's a little bit cramped, wouldn't it? It would be cramped. Get back on Mike so we can... <laughs> he, he just said I'd, it would be cramped. It would be cramped, but uh, there's probably... Can I look at? Can I look that way? Yeah, you can look Real anywhere. Quick, yeah, yeah. Right well, I I think that's go ahead, but we'll talk about it. He's going into my bedroom area, which is very unlikely I'm going to put a litter box in my bedroom. Well, I would say I well, I mean I see this area that we're in. I would say What about like right under where that little desk totally, is? Totally. I was going to say un, under there or back in that corner. You're totally good. Um because I saw these I found a couple of really modern fancy like $180 uh Oh, wow. Which I would do if it's if it yeah. fits. And if it fits and it works. Yeah, yeah. But they're like top loaders. The cat yeah. goes in the top. Yep. And then they don't get the, the litter everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's worth three figures. Totally. <laughs> totally. Uh, some yeah, things are I, worth... If, if I had that option, I would totally do it. Why I, don't you have the option? I mean, I guess I do. It's just one of those things like... We have two cats, and I don't know. We just... Like the litter box thing works fine. Do they... Do uh, you just have a conventional litter box? No, it's like a... It's got it's covered and has a little door. Uh huh. Just because I don't like the idea of it being like out. That's only that was the only thing that freaked me out about having cats was the litter box. That's but what that's what's fine. stopping fine. me and the travel. Now, what do I do about when I travel? Uh, depends on how gone how long you're gone, but uh, you know, a week. Go. Uh, you don't want to leave it alone. No, for I'm not going to leave it. I'm not. I wouldn't want to do that. Uh, you just get somebody to come in and uh, check on it, hang out with it for a little bit. Like how many times in the week? I we do once a day. Really? Yeah. See, because people I've, have told me like, "Oh, your cats are good for three days by themselves." I'm yeah, like, I don't. I've heard that too, but I I, I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like they'd go a little nuts. Yeah, they're very independent. I'm reading this book right now about uh, the domestication of cats. Really? And how basically? Yeah, and how basically like they're uh, they will aggressively like I mean if they're left to breed on their own or whatever they uh-huh. they they will aggressively take over an area and they're hard to get rid of they're very, they're still very like animal brained yeah they they really they like you but they really don't give a shit about you I know isn't that what I think that's kind of <laughs> what I like about I, that's what I like about it's kind of like they're affectionate but they're not like pathetic. Right. Not that dogs are. I've never had a dog. Dogs are fine. I no way I could deal with a dog though. Just the, the like getting up from dinner. I gotta go. I gotta go walk. Gotta my walk dog. the dog. Yeah. I don't know how people do that. I don't either. Especially I'm, here. Yeah, where you can eat such fine food every night. But you know, dogs are pretty cute. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah, they're good companions. <laughs> if you can let it out the door. Let's but... list all the animals that are cute. Okay. Um, Next. Cat monkeys. Gerbils. Uh, 
The um, so you think a litter box right there? This totally. is under a little. It, I mean that that area could use a little. That's kind of just a wasted area. When you have a small apartment, you like to have boxes stacked up just to really make yeah, it so, even smaller. So yeah, you're you're just building you're building walls. Where do you live? I live in Ridgewood, Queens. Oh, what's that like? It's great. It's cheap. It, is it really? It's totally. I mean, still like I got in there like four years ago, so it like nobody really wanted to live there then. So we got a got in on a. Uh, rent stabilized apartment. So oh man, I'm gonna die there. Seriously? Yeah, I'm not gonna ask your rent, but um, I mean, not not I'm gonna die there because it's dangerous. I mean, I'm gonna die there. Right? Because you're never gonna forever. Leave. Yeah. Really? Are you, seriously though? I mean, eventually. I mean, Is it that I, cheap? It's pretty cheap. It's, yeah. We have a three bedroom. Holy shit! And yeah. It's, it's you and, Ch- and Chinoa. Chinoa, and that's yeah. it. Uh huh. And the two cats. Three bedrooms. That's yeah. nuts. I'm living like a king over there. Jeez. God, I mean, it's not the it's not the prettiest area, but no, I don't I'm, I don't know if I've been there, but there's stuff. Over, it's really close like, to Bushwick. There's of stuff. course it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's what the realtor told you. As they, <laughs> it's really close to Bushwick, where everything's happening over there in Bushwick. No, we had our realtor ag- or agent, whatever. Uh, we like found her on Craigslist, found the. Found where the apartment was at. It was me and two of my friends from Ohio that initially lived there. Uh-huh. We went and checked it out. We had never even been like off that stop on the Myrtle and Wyckoff. And we went to this place and we we're like, this looks kind of sketchy. And then the lady was like, I won't show the landlord your credit reports. Really? <laughs> and we were like, okay, we'll take it. And then uh, now we you have bad there. credit? Well, two of us did. Maybe one of them was me. Really? Yeah. I have. I have stellar credit that's good like, mine's mine's back up like it sometimes back up. It, sometimes it's over 800 oh my god yeah i'm like the most reliable person in the world wow how did uh, you pull out of you pay how you do you pay your bills on time oh 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 right when they say it's due by this date you pay it so you don't uh get a video camera with a best buy gift card and then just never pay or a best buy credit card and just never pay that is credit that what card you did off? that's how i that's what started my my sp- downward spiral because those those minimum fees are like you know Kill now it. I think they have to spell out how much it's going to cost you. It'll be like you know this that TV you bought for six hundred dollars will cost you nine thousand dollars if you just pay fifteen dollars a month. Right. But I hope everybody likes this litter box and credit. Oh man, I, I, this is about as interesting as it gets on my show. But let's talk. What are you doing during the day now? You have like a gig? I have a day job now. Is I tried like to sh- sell another book and they weren't having it, so, so you I had can- to go. Not to get into money, but can you live off what you made off the book? Or I did. I I'm like I'm running out. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, I went, I'm doing went a book also. Oh, nice. Yeah. And they spread out those payments. I thought they it, do. I was hoping it'd be like this one ten million dollar check, but it's like <laughs> three million, and then three million when you turn yeah. it in. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that's happened uh, to me. Three million when it's paperback. Um. So what's the date? Am I allowed to ask you about the date? What? Job? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'm just doing like I have. Uh, I went to film school, so I know how to do like video editing and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So I I just got a job doing uh, like web video production stuff at a, a company that makes reality television. So it's not uh, it's not high ranking on the places I'd love to work. You're but you're editing or you're editing writing writing some of the scripts and then editing the the videos. So their videos. For the reality for TV the, show, no, it's just like just like uh, BuzzFeed type videos. Like oh, fun facts about right Hitler. Yeah, know? yep. Uh, and you, nine to five. 
Yeah. Well, ten to six. <laughs> ten to six. <laughs> You're like a video guy. You're not gonna be like, hey, I'm not waking up at seven. Yeah, there's no reason. Nobody's got. I don't have to talk to anybody until like one or two in the afternoon. Really? No. Sometimes I do. Do they leave you alone there pretty good? No, it's pretty involved. There's only three people on our team. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty easy, right? It's it's all right. But I've only been there for two Qu- weeks, and it's in Manhattan. Yeah, and you have to haul from Queens. Yeah, but I I mean I come in and then I just go do shows when I'm off work or you know do whatever anyway. So I mean I miss working from home. I I like I got spoiled when I was just living off the book stuff and doing comedy and trying to like write pitches for other stuff. But. Where do you do your writing? Like when I yeah, like I can't write in my house. Oh, I do, I'll do it in my apartment or uh, at a coffee shop. Yeah, I'm a coffee shop. I have guy. to I have to rotate it. Yeah, I've got a handful of them. Yeah, because you can't like, it's one of those like if I spend too many if I would spend too many days at, in the house, I would start to notice myself my productivity just totally. I just always want to leave my apartment. Yeah, um, that'll change when I get a little fluffy kitty though. Right? Yeah, then you'll you'll just want to hang out all the time with your. Let's cat. get back to that for a second. Should I get a kitten? I, I feel yeah. like I want to enjoy the kitten experience. I I say kitten only because uh, they're not that they don't do any, they're not like puppies where like if you leave them alone they just like destroy your house. <laughs> but because the kittens kind of get like like I guess you could bond with it a little better and you won't have to like win it over like an adult cat. Will it start? Will it dive right into the litter box? Habit? Yeah, it's crazy how fast they do that. Really? They I they have like some instinctual. I mean that's what, ideally that's you what get they like do. a little mini litter box. For yeah, the that's what we did with ours. We got a little kitten-sized litter box, and I put it in the corner of the of the room, and uh, she, like you know showed them where it was. And it's kitten season, right? Like summer, yeah. they say. Is. So yeah, they've been up to the ASPCA, and it just like yeah. T- tell them you're looking for a kitten. Are they going to grill me and be like? They'll ask you questions. They'll interview yeah, I mean, that, you. They and, should ask me questions. Yeah, and they'll probably uh, want to come check your apartment out and stuff like that. Seriously? They do, yeah, they do like a home. A home visit sometimes. I've heard about that. Like yeah. the ASPCA does that? I don't know if the ASPCA does, but the people we adopted through did. I think it's pretty common. But it's not like, they don't like, uh, they don't bring in like a. Yeah. It's like annoying, but it's also like, I like that they do that. Right? Yeah, they, they want to make sure go, that. There's a cat for you. Have yeah, fun. Yeah, that you're not going to go boil it yeah, or exactly. something weird. Um, yeah, I think I might have to get, I might have to do that soon, man. Maybe you can go with me. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to. Don't shove a camera in my face, though. I won't. I mean, I tried to. I tried to get you to yeah, let me do like, that, but I won't. Nothing would ruin the magic of me <laughs> meeting my cat for the first time than a camera in my face. I'm pretty good at. No, right, no, you're stealthy. No, maybe at some point when. All right. Once the cat and I are uh, friends, and we're like, hey, you know, this is fluffy, and uh, you can interview me about the cat. Oh, that'd be great. And you can interview the cat as well. <laughs> I will. Uh, <laughs> the uh, where'd you start doing comedy? I don't even know. Cleveland, Cleveland. Yeah, I started there. Oh, geez, twelve years ago now. Which club? Twelve years you've been doing comedy. Yeah. Which club? Should be farther along, right? That's. I feel like that was in my voice the way yeah, I said well. it. <laughs> I feel bad because I feel like really twelve years, huh? Well, I mean, as yeah, you, you can see, I get distracted with other projects. No, I mean you're easily. doing creative shit, so it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter, but it doesn't matter. The stand-up thing didn't take as tightly as I hoped it would. That was the problem. You know what I mean? I just got bored. You got bored? Oh, it didn't take, personally didn't take. Some On some level, yeah. And then also just, you know, me like working places and then being like, so I can come back, right? And then they're like, 
sure. And then you just don't, you know, or like you're funny, but we're, this isn't. So you were a little bit, you're work. a little bit, you sound like you're ready to quit. No, I'm not ready to quit. You I'm sound way like too guy far who used in. to do it. No, I, the way you're talking. I, well, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't use, I mean, I did used to do it and I still do it. What was the first club you worked at? Hilarities. Oh, really? Clearly, yeah. Oh. I still go back there. They're, they're the only people who like accept me with open arms. That's a schmancy place. I love that place. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it. I feel way at home there. Do they have a, did they have an open mic night there? No, I just did. They had like, a, I don't know if you, when you came through there, if you ever did that like bar show that was in the basement. No. Basa Vida. No. It was, so these guys that worked, Jason Lawhead and Mike Farrell that worked at uh, Hilarities, they were like managers. Uh-huh. And they set up an independent show like late Wednesday nights in this basement. Uh-huh. And they would just bring the comics from Hilarities and then local comics. Does the, the Hilarities own the bar? No. So they didn't care though? They eventually cared because it got popular, but they worked they worked it out. Yeah. Like it was one of those like, we don't care what you do, nobody's showing up. And then all of a sudden it was like Oh yeah, there's hundred and fifty people we Yeah. And the the guys from the improv so that you they started getting the feature act and the headliner from the hilarities and then the feature act and the headliner from the improv and then you'd have the four acts that you would want to see at the clubs you knew would show up oh. in this basement. And I think that's where it got weird. But then it then it, it played itself was that out. Free it show? Was fine. Or like a cheap show. I don't. I honestly don't remember. I think. I think they charged sometimes, and then sometimes they didn't. Hilarities is one of. I know this has happened more than one place where I've had someone on my guest list thrown out. <laughs> um, they were not like great friends of mine. They were like people I ran into a bar and one oh, yeah. recognized me, and I said, oh, and you're like, so I was like, oh well, that's, this is years ago when it, that didn't happen constantly the way it happens now. No, it, it doesn't happen constantly, but it was more of a surprise of it. So I was like, oh, I'm doing a show on, you know, a floor, whatever, upstairs or downstairs. Why don't yeah. you come on up? And they sat in the front row, and one of the guys who was with the woman who recognized me just started taking calls. Oh, like, no. So we got rid of him. Yeah. And, and her, I guess. Yeah, they're pretty good at about that stuff there. Yeah. Nick doesn't, was, Nick doesn't, uh, yeah. Nick doesn't fuck around. Um, what about, did you work the improv there? I did. Uh, that was a little bit rougher. It was one of those places like where I had my best sets and my worst sets, yeah. But very, like <laughs> very few things in between. That's always confusing because you're like, "This is the hottest club." I this man, I destroyed. And then yeah. the next day you go home and you're like, in the fetal position. Yeah, yeah. Because you would, you, well, it was it it was a, it was kind of a tough room a lot of times. So you would hype yourself up and then you would just you'd deliver at a hundred percent and it would work, but then. You, the next time it just wouldn't. So, but you'd always be at like full, yeah, full of uh, anxiety level. Is that place still there? Yeah, I don't, I don't play there as much. I'll still go back. And so there's two clubs and say Cleveland. hi. Yeah, it seems like there would be more in Cleveland, but that's uh, there's probably one, the right there's amount. The, the funniest. It's the, Cleveland's not that big. There's uh, the funny stop, and then all those independent shows that like Ramon puts together. Yeah, I've worked with that guy. He's yeah. funny. That guy. Yeah, he is. Don't tell him I said that, but he's. Funny. I won't. He started at the open mic I used to run. Really? Yep. We go way back. Did you ever tour? Not really. I mean, you I'm, lay low here in New York a little bit. I, it's not is that, that I lay is that, low. Is that, is, that a, is that an unfair thing to say? Uh, no, I don't you know. You know what I, I mean, I think. Yeah, I, I have, hope you know uh, what I, mean. I have a, a show at UCB that I host, a stand-up show. You do? I do. You've done it. I have? <laughs> yeah. Which one? It's called Fresh Out. It's on Thursdays. 
Uh, the East Village one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've You host that? It's been a while, yeah. Do you still do it? Yeah. I'll stop by there. You should, anytime, man. I'll stop by there. Unbilled. Yeah, we won't tell anybody you're coming. Unbuild. So you do that. I do Thursday. that, and then I do whatever bar shows I can jump on. I just did. Uh, I did Sweet last night. Uh-huh. I'm doing Knitting Factory tonight. I've done all those shows. It's just the clubs don't aren't very responsive. I got to go there for some like Comedy Central audition, and then do all right there, and then they'll, they'll ask me for avails for two years, and then. You got to stay on them. Yeah, but I, I do. I send them my avails. When am I supposed to go hang out? I got pictures of cats to take. You do. You have little fluff balls to. Uh, I like this one in the corner there. That's a cute one. That's like oh, a yeah. standard that's, uh, white and that's a standard tabby, right? Do you know that's a comics cat? Oh, really? Whose cat is Grant it? Gordon, do you know oh, really? Grant, Grant Gordon? Oh, really? I know Grant Gordon's cat. Oh man. See, I wouldn't peg him as a cat guy. No, a lot of them are cat guys. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, you got to hang. I, I think the hanging out thing is not what it used to be because you see these guys hang. Sometimes you see comics hanging out, and you're like, "Why do you hang out here? You're not working here." Right. It's that's how. Like, that's how I always. Like the, uh, I'm not good at going somewhere where people aren't like, "Jim, come on over." Yeah. I'm not good at that, so I just go, and, and I also get like, like my response to feeling weird or anxious is to go find something to do actively. I guess. Uh-huh. So that's why. It's like I can't, I can't just like sit around somewhere, because then I'll just be like, oh man, I, I either, I either want to be doing comedy or I want to be somewhere else doing something else, right? Not like necessarily watching it, you know, unless it's somebody I really want to see. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for that. Yeah, I appreciate. I was that. talking about you. You knew that. I, I totally appreciate that you were talking about me in that scenario. The, so you never toured at all ever. I mean, I did like uh, like when I first moved here. I think I did like three dates with that uh, Stroop, like that uh, uh-huh. the guy who books the Funny Bones, yeah. and then that was another one of those scenarios where it was like, "Cool, thanks," and then it just never it never picks up again. Really? Yeah, and I just didn't feel like fighting for it. So I had you know I get I get around enough here. I get to perform and do what I want. But uh-huh. I mean, it would be nice to tour. But have you done a special? No, I've done a. Last Comic Standing. Oh. And Louie. I was on Louie. Yeah, I know. I was going to ask you about that. Let's go to Last Comic Standing first. Sure. When, when was that? That was the f- season eight, the, like the first one that came back. Remember? Was that the first one where they're like, oh, it's all about the comedy now and it's not about... It was like two years three ago. Three-legged so, races or whatever. Yeah, it was like two years ago. So uh-huh. yeah, it was one where they were all about the all about the comedy. You know, I made air quotes. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I, <laughs> I can't believe I said, you know, they were just very devoted to the comedy and not making their show good. Yeah. But so how far did you get in that? Not far at all. I got a, I got a, I made it to like the invitationals, the taped ones. And I actually got a joke on, on TV, which oh, yeah? was, you know, that was a little bit of a win. Cause not everybody got that. Right. They filmed a, uh, they went back to my hometown, uh, Allentown where I'm actually from ah. and, uh, filmed a thing with my guidance counselor and me for like a little vignette and they put it on the internet but yeah they so were you like how did you get into the the competition did you didn't stand in line or any of that no my management submitted me okay yeah and then they liked me i went out and auditioned for the producers and then they brought me back out for the taping part did you like the experience uh i mean honestly not really (laughs) I, I liked it because it was like it was cool that I was just around a lot of comics that I liked and like you know you're like you're just hanging out with a bunch of people that you don't get to see that often and 
or haven't seen in forever. Yeah. But then the, when it comes down to the taping part, it's just kind of miserable. It's very like, it's not an environment I thrived in, I guess. Because you're in a green room for four hours and then you have to go out. And, and there's a camera on you the whole there's time. There's a camera on you the whole time. And then there's some people in there that respond well to that. And they're like drawing the attention of the cameras. Yeah. And then it's like me and Mark Norman like uh, hiding in a corner. Uh, so it, it, I just wasn't. I wasn't into it. Was he eating your food when you were in that corner? No, he wasn't. <laughs> I was eating food. Ah, Mark. The, if Mark here gets that, if that gets back to Mark, he's gonna love that. Oh man. Uh, yeah. And then they they uh, Roseanne was the only one that liked me. It was Keenan. Oh, was that was or, that season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keenan is that who it was yeah. one of the Wayne's brothers? Keenan. Yeah. Uh, Roseanne and Russell Peters and and Keenan. I finished my set and I did fine. And then uh, Keenan said that I looked like a cross between Woody Allen and Tim Allen. And uh, boy, did the audience love that joke. It's a real, a real sharp, um, con- uh, you know, yeah. some real constructive criticism. Yeah, and then, and then he told me I was too wordy, and then they all agreed that I was too wordy. And then Roseanne told me she thought I was a really good writer. Yeah, and then that's always a backhanded compliment. Yeah, yeah, I get like, yeah, we love your words, but if you could just we love your writing, hint writing job <laughs> off the stage, <laughs> right behind a desk, maybe a a cat book or something. Yeah. So she liked you though overall. She liked me. She liked me. Russell Peters uh, agreed with with uh, the Wayne's brother, and then uh, he uh, he said I was bumming everybody out because I had a joke about my parents being divorced. Seriously? Yeah, he did. And that's why I was just like, I, but it Is worked. That such like a the harsh joke, topic, ki- like? the joke killed, right? Yeah, and the, yeah, it was one of those where I was just like, oh, okay. There's no logic applies to this. This is all like, right. why did I even get in my head about it? And then, uh, you know, it was fine. I got paid. I got some royalties every once in a while. I yeah. got to hang out with uh, some cool comics and got a little TV credit. And then how'd you get on Louis? Like, I think I remember when he put you on the show. I think he told me that he he just happened to randomly see you. He saw me at Whiplash. Yeah. I, he he uh he had to follow me, um, yeah, and uh, he was backstage sweating. I, he's backstage sweating. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Man, this guy's a good writer." Uh, and then when I came backstage, he he was just very congratulatory or you know like friendly and stuff. And then nothing. I was like, well, you know, like that right there. I was like, "Oh, that was that was really cool. Mm-hmm. That was a real cool yeah. moment." And then uh, he reached out to me over Twitter like months later really yeah like dm'd me huh and then uh i and and uh i thought he called you see i thought i heard he called he you. ended up calling me okay he gave me his phone or no he asked for my phone number uh or like we exchanged emails then i emailed him back and i have my phone number in my signature uh-huh and then he just called me and i was in canada at the time just like hanging i went to montreal for a weekend with some of my friends yeah and he just called me and then said he wanted to see more of me. And I was like, cool. Here's a bunch of, I emailed him a bunch of dates uh-huh. around the city and then like a clip. And then nothing happened. And then all of a sudden, like a couple months later in October, he just called me like on a Monday night and was like, what are you doing tomorrow? Oh, or he that's, emailed the, me that's probably the call I heard. No, about. the call was in Canada. He yeah. emailed me on Monday and yeah. asked me what I was doing Tuesday. And I was like, whatever you want. Wow. Yeah. So he so remembered I, you for a while. Remembered me for a while, apparently. And then I had, yeah. And I was I, I was working at uh, Viacom at the time, so I had to tell my job, like, I'm not going to be in tomorrow because I'm going to go be on Louie. 
and then I filmed down at the cellar and then went back to work at that afternoon. Did you just it was just a stand up clip that he put It was in? like he would like needed somebody in the background, you know, doing like, stand up. Doing stand up, yeah. That's cool. It was super cool. It was and I I met Seinfeld that that day, like Seinfeld was taping a scene too. Uh-huh. He introduced me to Seinfeld and oh, all this nice. stuff. It was so surreal. It was so hard to go back to work after that. Right. And now you're in my apartment, so it's just yeah. everything. That's like This is surreal too. That's I'm another telling, bucket list. Todd Berry where to put a litter box? Yeah, I think under that little desk is where it's going to be. Definitely. Um now have you do you pursue acting stuff? No. I mean, not actively. <laughs> if I if they ask me to go on an audition, I'll go on an audition, but I don't know how I don't know how to pursue acting. Don't you have managers? You do have managers, don't you? I do. Yeah. Is it Avalon? Yeah. And they I I don't I uh it was one of those things where I was getting called in for auditions for a while and now uh that seems to have tapered off a bit. Yeah. So I got rid of my glasses, grew a beard. Thought that might help. Oh, you want to be one of those bearded? <laughs> Did you do that as a as like an actual? No, I just got rid of my glasses. Why did you get rid of? I feel right. like your glasses are part of your identity. Well, I I felt that way too. Did you get then, laser uh, surgery? Or no, I got contacts. I just wanted to wear sunglasses once in a while. You oh, know? you can't do that. No, Unless I you... had prescription sunglasses, but then you know you're like swapping them out yeah, no, all the I, time. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. I wear my glasses sometimes still, but I feel like it's one of those things. I, I guess it could have been a trademark if anybody knew me. Then, but it's like, who am I? If trying? you wore them another like two months, you would have that would have been locked. You're in. probably right. Ugh. The uh, are contacts pain in the ass? I thought about getting them. Nah, they're they're, they're easy. Yeah, and I feel like now, like I have an expressive face. People, you know, people can see my face better. So you can read and everything with the same contacts. Yeah. Because huh. I, I, my, I have these progressive lenses. You know, they're like the trifocals, oh, yeah. I guess, but there's no line. Right? Oh, I don't know how that works with contacts. Well, yeah, well, they're parent- that's, this is going to get boring, so I'm yeah. not going to get into it. <laughs> but my doctor was like, no, nah, you don't want those contacts. And then I talked to people like, yeah, we should get those contacts. And I said, then I had to approach my doctor and go, you told me not to get these contacts, but other people told me they work. He said, hey, we could try them. And <laughs> I mean, it's not like there's a lot to get used to, but maybe it is. Whatever. It's easy enough to put a slip of pair of glasses on, I guess. Totally. Ah, uh, aging. Oh, it's a sad. So let's talk about this Weezer cover band you have. Yeah, the Undone Sweaters. Correct. How long's that been going on? Uh, two years, maybe a little more. I'm trying to think, the first place I saw. I feel like I saw you at Union Hall. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Union Hall. That's one of the few places we play. It's uh-huh. a, it started as a as a goof. Uh, because I had the two other two of the other guys that are in the band had a a show where you had to do stuff that was not comedy. Like you, you, comics doing stuff that's not stand up. That's what it was, and I was like, "Can I just uh, play some Weezer covers on my guitar?" I just thought of a great insult for the show. If I know you better. I would have said you could have gone ahead and done comedy. That would have been a great well, insult. I mean, All right, I'm why? sorry. I so cut you off stopped your yourself there. I cut off your story. Jesus. So you said, "Can I do a few Weezer songs?" Yeah, and uh, then. They were like, oh, we play music, too. Why don't we all do it? And I was like, all right, cool. So we we learned a song and played the song for that show. And then uh, we all wanted to get together and write something to shoot. And I was like, I had this idea for a, a web series about a Weezer cover band that lives in Brooklyn. And they're, like, uh, sociophobic. Like, uh-huh. they don't want to play out ever. Right. They just want to learn to play Weezer. That's funny. Yeah, so we we did we made a we wrote a web series and there's like 
10 episodes of it really on what's it called yeah. the undone sweaters yeah and we started putting together shows to go out like we would play the we I, it might have been when you saw us at union hall we no i don't know we do we uh play some of the episodes and then we'll play the weezer I feel like, like I the may whole have seen blue an album. episode like that live somewhere probably the um oh. but it's it's expanded to some really weird stuff i remember your, your between song patter was funny because you just kind of made fun of the fact that you were in a yeah, that's what's fun about it is that we're all comics. And now Danny Tamborelli. Oh, those are all comics? Everyone in the Yeah, everyone's oh. a comic. You know what else they have in common? I'm sure everyone's pointed this out. What? They're all short. Everyone's short in that. Everyone's thing. short. Like, Except I'd for well, tower over those motherfuckers. <laughs> Andrew I, and I, Reed are I hover short. like three quarters of an inch over I'm, those. I'm guys. below average height. Danny Tamborelli is our bassist now, the dude from Pete and Pete, Little Pete. And do you know who that is? I no. feel like I should know who that is. I know he's a good guy. It's a really good basis. Okay. He's the only one in the band that's of average height. The <laughs> last time I saw you guys, though, you were playing in the lobby bar. I guess it's not called the lobby bar. The bar at Bell House. Yeah, yeah. But you were playing like Pixie songs. Yeah, because we got tired of playing Weezer. <laughs> I feel like you can't do that. I mean, you got to stick to the fucking format. Well, that was a. Uh, it was one of those things where we like. Again, like nobody cares that. Like if I we care, get booked man. to play, but if we get booked to play Weezer covers, then we'll, that's what we'll play. But if we just get booked and it's a low risk environment, then we'll play mostly Weezer and then play whatever the fuck Have else you we want. Done uh, paid gigs? Yeah, we just played uh, Sketchfest in San Francisco. Oh. We did a Weezer themed comedy show in in uh, at Sketchfest, and uh, what does that in- involve? So it was stand up that uh, by. Weezer fans, and then they had to like at least do a little something related to Weezer. <laughs> it was like Jonah Ray and uh-huh. uh, Jacob Suroff. Do you know them? Yeah, I know those. Yeah, guys. and they uh, they're both uh, huge Weezer fans. So they did stand up, and then we just played a set after that and uh, did what we do. Which venue was that at? Uh, the Swedish American Hall. I'm trying to think if I've been there. That's cool. It was awesome. Mark Mulcahy uh, from uh, Polaris. Uh huh. He came and sang with us because he's pals with Danny, because Dan- that was they did the theme song for the show Danny was on. So we got to, I mean, it was like one of the like we got to play. We played uh, "Queen Bitch" by Bowie, and he sang on it because it was right around the time Bowie died. So it was this, again, this is one of those things where I just get to, you know, I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing this. It's not stand up, but then I get to do this really. No, cool it's fun thing. to break up to not just do stand up to break it up. And yeah, do but some but shit. then you then when you do that, people think that you're laying low or oh, yeah, not doing right. stand up. Wow, you're throwing that back in my face. All right, but it, you're the you're it's no people ask me that all the time. They're like, hey man, so what are you just not doing stand up anymore? I'm like, no, I I just don't. I'm I'm I don't I'm not announcing it all the time, and I'm not I'm just not hanging out a lot. I remember your website. It had something like what did it say? current calendar there's like a way you phrased it <laughs> oh i don't know Shit. who knows i don't i don't do anything with my website calendar but it said like I current about calendar it. and then it i noticed that the calendar was empty it's so just broken the uh you don't you don't run your own website i do run my own website but I, I you know i do a lot of other stuff so i can't you know i feel like if i put a hundred percent into stand-up uh-huh. I would, i'd be good to go but i just my brain just doesn't work that way you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah, I can't not like if something else interests me. I can't not pursue it on some level. Um, full calendar. That's what it says. Full calendar. And then, and then it's uh, empty. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's it's ironically got nothing in it. Well, but 
that doesn't matter, man. You got no. shit going on. It's not, I'm, I don't, you know I'm just busting your balls, right? Yeah, I know. Okay. This is a high honor to get your fucking balls busted by me. I appreciate it. The, it's not lost on me. Has the... Uh, has Weezer, I'm sure everyone asked you, have they found out about your existence? Yeah, they uh, they actually tweeted out the first episode of our web series. Did they? Yeah. That's cool. It was cool. It was, somebody gonna... somebody put it on a message board, a Weezer message board, and, and... then we, the Weezer account tweeted the link to it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That must have gotten crazy hits. It didn't. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Ooh, shot down. It, no, it did. I mean, it obviously got, got us quite a bit of traffic but not like what you'd think it would get if Weezer tweeted something right um maybe but it was still cool maybe it's one of those things like you know like they're probably watching this on the bus or something you know like, yeah that's cool that it that you connected with yeah them. and we, like we are genuinely sincere Weezer fans right it's it, it's not we're not you're not <laughs> taking insulting you're not shitting them. them yeah no the um yeah, I mean, yeah, because probably some. Well, I think most bands are pretty funny, so I think it would have been a shame, though, and it didn't turn out that way if they were like put it, you know, cease and desist or yeah. some shit like that. Yeah. But I remember they might be giants had a they might be giants cover band open for them. Oh really? Yeah. One <laughs> we of were shows. we're trying to get on the Weezer cruise. Oh, that would be cool. Like, yeah. That's that's the goal. We're gonna get on the Weezer cruise. Have you? Uh, are you pursuing that? Well, the, when it when it came around the first time, they haven't done one in a while. When it came around the first time, we were not that good of a band. You guys are good though. You, those you play yeah. those songs pretty faithfully. Yeah, and we and like not to brag, but you know we've like legitimately learned a ton about music. Like Andrew, the drummer, is a uh, a really good jazz drummer. Uh huh. Oh, really? Yeah. And and Danny is a legitimate bass player. He's in a bunch of other bands and he's toured and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm okay and Reed's really good. But in this time that we've like worked on this this goofy thing, we've gotten really good and learned a bunch along the way. So now, if, when it came along the first time, it would have been terrible because we just would have sucked. Uh, but if it came along now, that's ooh, yeah. yeah. No, that's. I hope you get that. Are they so Weezer Cruise? They play obviously. They play, and then they have like a bunch of other supporting acts, you know. But I'm sure this is some like side stage where, you know. Yeah, I'm just wondering if they would. It might sort of cock block their, their show if you're well, like, well, here's guys playing note for note versions of our songs. Well, that's right that's before what we you were see thinking, us. Like you know, like either we would just put our own spin on on the way we play it, or just play, or just play other stuff. And, you know, and the it'd be videos. Funny if you went on after them, that'd be awesome. <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and then just did their set. You did like the exact and we did set their that they, set. The exact that they just did. We did their set as though we were doing it in a mirror when so nobody you, was looking. If you get on the cruise as a as a patron, yeah, or customer, or, or a traveler, or I forgot what you call a passenger. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, are you guaranteed that you'll see Weezer? Yeah. So I'm they pretty won't, sure. Because uh, I was going to say, if, if there could, people couldn't get in. Oh. Uh, oh, like, we play for them, like, yeah, yeah. yeah outside the... <laughs> <laughs> See, I got a lot of ideas. That you can you can steal all these ideas if Done. they can't. So that's yeah. in the works. Someone's contacted them. Yeah. Well, I mean, when the next cruise comes about, but it, we have, they haven't announced anything. I think Doug Benson actually did the first one. Oh, he's your in. I, well, I don't know him. Oh, let him know. He's my end then. All I'm right, gonna, I'm gonna st I'm gonna start a band. <laughs> so are you gonna write another book? I tried 
uh, pitching uh, some uh-huh. more books, but they didn't they didn't bite. But I'm um, you know it, that's not totally out of the question yet. Again, it's like what do I you know do I uh, I have to decide what to, what path to pursue because this you know this stuff takes up more time than you think it's going to take. So right. then it's like all of a sudden I've spent a month taking cat pictures and I've only done stand up. You know, yeah, it's hard. I have times. the same problem because I'm like, I'm writing this book, and I'm like, man, if I had worked as hard as I'm like writing my stand-up as I work writing a book, because you know, because you have that outside deadline of yeah. someone actually paying, and you it. don't have that with stand-up, right? You you're can just do whatever like, you want. You're yeah. your own deadline. <laughs> you're like, well, I guess I'll put a tape together for late night, but the deadline that's... is someone tweeting that they heard you do a bunch of same jokes. Like, <laughs> that that that's your kick in the butt. Oh, I don't at, have that problem because not enough people see me. Look at this little guy, Mabe, yeah. in Cobble Hill. Uh-huh. Oh my god. These are good pictures, man. Thank you. Oh, look. They How do you get them all to look at you like that? I I don't know. I I guess a eventually ways. cat will look at you, right? Yeah. I also <laughs> don't I'm not like I don't want it's like cats <sighs> like it when you don't want their attention. Uh, then all yeah. of a sudden they're, they're like, like, "Hey, what's your deal?" They're like humans. They're like, "Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with me, man?" Yep. Oh, yeah. Nothing. That's I'm, my secret. I'm just being icy to you. <laughs> and then they look at you, or you just crinkle something. Sometimes so that when, works. When you, this book, when did this book come out? Uh, Thanksgiving. Did it sell well? It did sell well. It made the New York Times bestseller list. Did it? Yeah, in the animals category. That's all right. It's a very small I didn't know there subset. Was, I didn't know it was in New York Times. Nobody animals does. Yeah, <laughs> there is. But it made the list, and I get to you know I get that they'll when they do the next run of this they'll so they're gonna put do that on it. Well, they'll print more when they run out of whatever their first run was. So Assuming do get, do you they get do. Royalties on this, if I may ask. Eventually, eventually, eventually I will. You have to recoup the advance. Oh yeah. But it's in Urban Outfitters now. That's good. Yeah, it just happened like a week ago. So I, they just, I don't know how that, I don't know how the purchasing of stuff works, but it's been in Urban Outfitters for like a week now. The, uh, that could be a good, that could be a good, because a place like that has like you know ten books out. Yeah, it's totally great. They they uh and they yet yeah, you're not in a bookstore with thousands of other books. You're on a shelf uh between like socks with pot leaves on right. them. And, and eight out of ten people that walk into Urban Outfitters have a cat. Probably. That's probably pretty good statistic. I haven't been in Urban Outfitters in a while, man. I I think I outgrew it. Yeah, I don't I don't really I don't really uh I go in there to see how my book's doing and that's about it. Uh, yeah, I wonder if they like buy a bunch and oh they can ship them back though, right? If if they don't sell. Oh, I don't want to think about that. I don't, I'm just wondering how it all works. No, I don't know. But I, I, yeah, I have no idea how that whole recouping thing, because it's like you got to sell a ton of books. It seems like it doesn't seem like I don't see what's in it for them. From you know, to give you the money to then, yeah, yeah it's, it's like feels all right, weird. if you want to give me, that. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I. <laughs> As I stated, it was ten million dollars. Yeah, someone's gonna. I hope one person believes me. I believe you. <laughs> Thinks I got a ten million dollar, <laughs> like a Hillary Clinton kind of book deal. Yeah, I think Lena Dunham got a, about a million for her. I think she got more than that. That kind of girl. I thought, was it more than that? I think she got more than a million. Oh, man. I feel like a million dollars is not. I guess for yeah, if you're a celebrity writing a book like yourself, my I, my concept of money has changed. Like because he like I saw like you know the Guns and Roses reunion shows. Yeah, they're like you know they're getting three million dollars, and it's like that seems about. What else would you pay them? Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, that's like a pretty high value ticket. Yeah, it just seems like yeah, it, it doesn't seem like. I mean, maybe they weren't saying it was a lot, but it just it seemed like yeah, that's what I would guess you would have to pay them. Yeah, 
to get yeah. together when, after so many years when they when might everyone's not like each other. Totally. What do you listen? Are you listening to anyone good lately, man? So you uh, are you like a power pop guy or? Uh, I guess a little bit. I'm listening to right now uh, Beach Slang. Have you ever heard of Beach Slang? No, I will listen to them. Should listen. It's to a them. band. Yeah. Where are they from? Uh, Philadelphia. Beach well, the Slang. guy there, I it was uh, one of the guys from like a band that was from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, that was kind of popular when I lived in Pennsylvania, when I was growing up. Uh-huh. And then I found out about Beach Slang. From somebody else, and then I had no idea that the bands were connected. But now I like it. What was the band in Bethlehem? Uh, Weston, like the it's hotel like chain. Bunk, yeah. Well, <laughs> not it's O N, not I N. Yeah, the Weston the hotel chain's I N. I think. Yeah, it is. But you get. It. Oh yeah, I know. I've stayed in a few. <laughs> oh, I've stayed in a few Westons. Detroit, solid one there. So Beach Slang, are they on a what label? That doesn't matter. Oh, I don't know. They, they have their stuff on Spotify. Yeah, that that album I've had, uh, I've been listening to, and then uh, I was listening to uh, Big Star earlier this week uh-huh. again. That thir- that album, that yeah, number one, to? yeah, with thirteen on it. I got that. burnt out on some of those songs, like September Girls. I got burnt out on that song. Yeah, I don't. I, I song, revisit it I, once in a while, but that was just this week. Those were the two albums that I kind of like got fried. Yeah, I got fried on that, man. What do you got? Uh, what do you got coming up that you can plug? Um, actually, the the only like thing of note is uh, in L.A. Do you have listeners in L.A.? <laughs> no, I I don't <laughs> let my uh, podcast. Does your speak. podcast go that I far? I blocked L.A. There's oh, blocking regions, and I block Los Angeles. Yeah, there's. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, no, San Francisco. I'm doing San Francisco uh, in June. What are you doing there? Wait. I'm doing the uh, Doc's Lab. Okay, that's cool. Doing Doc's Lab with Chris Fairbanks. Ah, I know Chris. Yeah, I've met him like once. He's a good dude. That's that's uh, that was my uh, he's a fun guy to talk to. He's got a you know he's got he's got a podcast that I do. Do you know about his podcast? Oh wait, I'm sorry. San Francisco is in July, so let's go back to June. <laughs> okay. Uh, that calendar thing fucks yeah, me yeah. up. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry I brought that. June 24th, uh, Nerd Melt Theater. We're doing. A cat-themed comedy show called Cat Boys. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just hosted by three straight dudes, uh-huh. and everybody on it has to do cat-related material. And we got uh, Jake Wiseman, the Putterboss sisters, Caitlin Gill. And then I'm interviewing uh, my photographer friend, David Williams, who just put out a book called uh, Men with Cats. Didn't Michael Showalter have a book? He had a book about, like... like I'm, a, I'm a male cat Male cat something. guy or something Get like that. Get him on the show. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I should. I like the idea of it being like straight guys hosting it, but then all the guests not being That'd guys. Be, they all have to be gay, right? They all have to be gay or women. <laughs> yep. That would be funny if you're like, it's, uh, the first half of the show is going to be straight men, and then we will be bringing <laughs> out gay men to uh, to mix things up. Yeah. But the, just to be clear, <laughs> read your programs. Uh, <laughs> That's that's so why why L A why well I so I had this grand plan. Uh, there's a thing called CatCon L A. There is there is, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna get a booth at CatCon. Oh, you should. But my publisher wouldn't pay for it. Well, and I can pay for it yourself. I don't. I How don't much wanna, is a booth? I don't remember. But it went, when I found out the amount, I was like, oh no. Uh, so I'm not gonna do that. So then I figured, well, what if I just like try and find a place to put on a on a show because I've done I did a book release show for this that was like all me hosting all this cat themed uh, cat themed variety yeah. comedy stuff and then I did one in Cleveland 
and they both did really well. So I was like, I'm going to do one of those in LA while CatCon is in town and try and kind of like, right. See if, if there's I, any way I can I, I wonder tie how much, it all together. That's, I feel like that if you went to CatCon and you have a pretty notable cat book and you're standing there, you're the guy. Yeah. And you got some Sharpies. Yeah. And someone to help you take the money. You would sell some books. I would think that. Why but would I, they, like, I have no idea. Like I have, I like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I, can, I could like argue this or fight it or figure out what's going on, but I just don't like. Or maybe negotiate. Can you go halves on it or? Uh, Yeah, I didn't. Well, they give you, but they would give you like, would you have to buy a bunch of books to sell? I'd have to buy a bunch of books to then sell. I buy them at cost and then I sell yeah. them. <laughs> I'd be sad. I don't buy them at retail. <laughs> My own publisher sells them to me at full price. Okay. I actually, but we're doing that show, and it's gonna be it'll be fun. And then I'm doing uh, meltdown like the following Wednesday. I wonder if CatCon kind of comps some people on the booths. I'm sure they do. I'm gonna get in there. I'm gonna get a press pass or something. I'd pursue that shit. I'm going. I'm gonna send. A, I'm gonna get in there one way or another. So CatCon, it's just a bunch of cats and litter boxes and stuff like that. Yeah, that sounds. Oh, man, I would go to that. I'm d- super curious about it. So that's why I'm really trying to go. And then, then the, that guy that I'm that I have on the show that I'm interviewing got his publisher got him a booth there. So I'm hoping to just go hang out. <laughs> Which with him? Oh, really? Men with cats, I believe it's called. Yeah. You should go there and say, "Can I uh, understand? Can I?" Can I I'll get just in the way of your sales by putting my own book. Yeah. In? Well, he doesn't want to be there by himself because I don't know if you know this, but cat people are kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> so like, we, yeah, if you go, like, th- those are not, they're fun events, but it, it's the, uh, it's cat people. It's right. very interesting. It's not like you know, it's a, it's a very interesting crowd. Man, I, CatCon sounds great. Yeah, I'm, I'll let you know how it is. So that's in June. That's in that June. Twenty fourth. And what's July? July is uh, Doc's Lab in San Francisco. And that's another cat show. Nope, that's just me doing stand up. Really? Yep. How'd that happen? Uh, my manager. But I mean, them. it just seemed like how did you just get a like a one off in San Francisco? Oh, we're going out there for a wedding. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. Oh, so that's, we got the wedding over that's the weekend. A Todd Berry trick. You get invited to a wedding, you fund it. Yep. By booking a show. Yeah, and it, and uh, no, that's how I do everything. I I uh, I'm like, what's the most convenient way I can do stand up? That's the <laughs> <laughs> like, um. What are you looking at? It's the 13th, July 13th. July 13th at Doc's Lab. Yep. Check it out, people, because that's a small place. Jim's a best-selling me Chris, author. Me and Chris Fairbanks. Between him and Chris Fairbanks, that should be good for a, a sellout. Yeah, we'll sell that place out. Who's Is it a co-headlining situation? Yeah. I think it was a double booking. Oh, really? Yeah. Accident. <laughs> an accident. Like double booking. Accident. And we're and co-headlining now that we were both booked on yep, the same day. That's what happened. I hate really? to let everybody in on the show business that secret, but... Like a, that could be like if you guys become screenwriting partners or something. Yeah, that would be like a great story. Like it was a happy accident. Yeah, I'm cool that I t- I'm trying to t- I try to take my ego out of the stand up thing as much as I can. But also he's you know he's good guy and he's funny. totally so why not? Yeah, and if you have the chance to co headline and have a sold out room as opposed yeah. to having your name on the front of the place with ten people outside, then why wouldn't you? I'm gonna call Doc's lab and tell him I want that night. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so me me and Chris are gonna co MC then? No, you're not you know, just completely oh, completely booted off the Guest show. sets clean, five minutes. What's uh so what other plans you got? What are you gonna do tonight? Tonight I'm doing the knitting factory. I haven't the done front that in room. a while. The, not the Sunday one, the front room Wednesday one. Oh, there's a there's more than there's one a Wednesday one, yeah. In the main room? In the front room, yeah. the, little, the little room, I didn't, where that, Hannibal's show used, right. was before it. But is like, his show still on? I know he doesn't. Yeah, 
It's still it's still Sundays. Wow. I haven't done that in a while. I get me neither. I've gotten lazy about going out. To you book. forget it's hard. You have to email so many people all the time just to this. This job's like asking for work one day at a time. Like yeah. if every day you had to email, yeah, people, or they'll email you and they're like, "You want to come out? It's nine stops on the A train, and you can do it in ten minutes." It's like I, I don't, but that's like two hours of traveling <laughs> to do your bar show. I mean, something. I mean, it is fun. I I went on it. At the Hi-Fi Lounge the other night. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, I just happened to be there meeting a friend. Wait, wh- which show was that? I forgot the guy's name. Is it Jeremy, maybe? I'd never met this guy. Oh, before. I was Was it Friday? Last Friday? Um, I was there last Friday. Is yeah. that little tiny back room? Yeah. Yeah, I'm that was fun. Think, no, it wasn't a Friday. It was a Monday. Oh, okay. Different show. But yeah. Yeah, and I just, they were like, uh, you know, someone saw that I was there. And uh, I'm waiting for all this, <laughs> for all this uh, noise to stop. New York, huh? New York, but, but my my podcast is known for having sirens in the background. Yeah, it's, I'm a listener. It are you? Yeah. Oh. we we talked about that because I to, I brought it up to you and you switched mics when you got real mics. You had like you had uh, sound oh, issues yeah. in the beginning, and then uh, yeah. So um, what were we just talking about? Doing comedy. When you don't want to? No, but there was just one. What were we just? The absolute hi-fi. Oh, hi-fi! Yeah. yeah. So there was like a you know there's a room and they're like, and I just got that little ooh. I, this could be fun to go on in front of fifteen people. Yeah, because it's and nice it and fun. cramped and yeah, it's like, cramped. But everybody's in, in a yeah. good. Everybody like yeah. wants to see it. Yeah, and they were, it was fun. Yeah, and the guy in the front was texting and it was like had some fun destroying him. Crowd work. Yeah, I crowd worked him. You're known for that. What do uh, where sh- where can people find you on everything? Uh, I'm on uh, Twitter at Jim Twos J I M T E W S. Now you got a verified account, huh? Yeah, because of that book. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're you got you got shit going on, man. Yeah, I just gotta you know I found like uh, I I just gotta I just gotta keep doing it and hope something happens. I'll I'll plug <laughs> the know. book in one of my tweets. Oh, that's gonna be huge. It will be. It'll do what uh, Weezer's tweet. which is uh make you hopeful and then nothing will happen yeah so jim twos jim twos.com yep at jim twos yeah instagram same thing jim twos everywhere do you have a instagram for the book i do the uh uh, felines of ny is all the social media stuff and then felines of new york.com is it a pain uh i update the site i update the site like twice a week and it is it's not a it wasn't a pain when I didn't have a job, and now they have a day job. Like Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have to wake up forty-five minutes early to like to tweet to like uh, edit the photo and like yeah. So it's, it's too much work, man. It's a lot of work, and I have a bunch of video I have I to just edit. Yeah, around and do. I just want to do a set at night and then go eat. And that's what I want to do. It's too much work, man. I don't have the fire anymore. You got the fire. Anyway, Jim, thanks for being here. Thanks for having. Did me. Did you have fun? I had a lot of fun. That was nice to you, right? Yeah, I mean, I busted I mean, your chops much. a little bit, but yeah. I, it was nothing serious. But it felt good natured. Yeah, it was good natured. Okay, okay, good. I just get paranoid. No, no. I need. like to insult people and then go, "Hey, I was nice, right?" <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know I was just busting chops. Thanks cool. for being here, and everyone else at home. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again soon. Feral Audio. 
This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.